When you hear the term feminine magnetism, what is the first thing that comes to mind? When I first learned of this concept, I was automatically thinking of external beauty. However, Halai had shown me many new things about what feminine magnetism really is. What it all boils down to is power. On this episode, Halai, the CEO of Halai.co, and I, we talk about finding your power and attracting what you want in your life through discovering your feminine magnetism. Even you men out there, you're probably listening and thinking this episode isn't for you. No, this episode is for anyone and everyone who has big dreams and wants to accomplish them. Halai has coached hundreds of people one-on-one. She also has an online community of over 14,000 people who are learning from her how to channel their feminine magnetism and getting what they want in life. You don't want to miss this episode. You will be energized and empowered when listening to it. And if you enjoy this episode, make sure and leave for better self and net worth five stars on Apple podcast and Spotify. Also make sure you check out the show notes and listen till the end of this episode and how you can connect with Halai. You are listening to For Better Self and Net Worth. In this community, we think you'll find your self-worth comes before your net worth and everything else. We also think you were designed to go after the life you want by ditching societal norms, knowing exactly who you are as an individual, and going after your unique purpose here on this earth. Every week, Ella interviews an entrepreneur that designed the life they wanted among the challenges, naysayers, and leaving outside their comfort zone. Or you're going to hear straight from Ella, where she talks about the important lessons she's learned in life and how she's achieved the overall happiness she has. This is Ella, the host for Better Self and Net Worth. Based out of Nashville, Tennessee, she makes every single day an adventure. You'll always find her right here behind the microphone, sharing all her thoughts with all of you. And we appreciate you listening and hope you enjoy this episode. Hello, hello, my friends. We have another episode of For Better Self and Net Worth, and today I am joined by Halai. Halai is the owner of Halai.co. She is a coach for feminine magnetism. I'm really excited to get into this conversation, and she is based out of the beautiful Costa Rica. So Halai, if you want to go ahead and introduce yourself, tell us a background on yourself, and let us know about Halai.co. Yeah. Um, So I am a feminine magnetism coach. So I really work with women who want to get more embodied into their feminine energy. So they're in this like very natural ease and flow of attraction. So you, you learn what that means for you so that you're not in a hustle culture anymore. You're not operating from your masculine, um, just like outward pouring of energy. Um, it's more just in a receptive space. Um, so that means whether you want to attract love, greater abundance, a new career path, all of that comes to you by understanding the like the inner work that comes with attraction. Interesting. Interesting. Now we talk about femininity 
and feminine magnetism. I think culture, Western culture teaches us that there's a certain type of feminine magnetism to embrace. And that is fashion, wearing pink, you know, eyelashes, other things that yeah. come to my mind when I think of feminism. But I'm wondering learn that um, femininity actually means power. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think that's where there is a bit of confusion. Like we put up, play the part and act like what we think the feminine is supposed to be and like maybe being more like dainty or, or soft or yes, um, even awesome. like associating it with weakness that you don't have this assertive energy. Um, those are, are some of the negative connotations. And I would say it's super helpful to spend some time doing a practice where you're just listing out like, what are all of your judgments around the feminine? Like, what do you think is, is weaker or um, just it, it, how, how the feminine maybe even gets in the way of your success and your ability to receive love? Um, and then you can learn what those, those initial judgments are and actually transition to a space of power that you don't need to have this overt um, assertion of who you are and just like um, outwardly claiming that for that to be a natural essence. So how can it be just part of your inner vibration rather than something that you need to like communicate and make sure that every, other people know your power? Like let them feel it. Let them feel your worth by just the energy that you bring into the room and the way that you naturally radiate rather than what you need to say about yourself and, and, and kind of make it just so structured and like, Hey, here's who I am. Don't mess with me <laughs> versus yeah. being able to exude this confidence. Yeah. That's exactly. And then also too, like women are taught in way, and I learned this in a dance class. I took a dance class and I remember saying, there's something just so freeing about dance and so therapeutic about it. And the dance teacher told me, she said, well, women are taught not to take up a lot of space. Mm-hmm. that's why we cross our legs that's why we soften our speech that's why we say we're sorry all the time like oh I'm sorry I'm sorry we say that way more than we need to totally and even even when we have something important to say you know it's we don't want to be too assertive but we also want to be taken seriously and you're helping women channel that, you know, to kind of embrace the feminine mystique. Mm-hmm. And I think this is what, like what you mentioned about taking up space is, is when we're transitioning out of playing small and hiding um, or just not feeling as comfortable in the fullness of who we are. Um, you know, initially there, there's that, that version of us that's, that's kind of hidden and we shrink ourselves and then we start yes. to learn like, wait, I don't want to be like that. I want to, I want to be seen in the world. And there's typically this very overt way of like forcing ourselves. And it's, um, again, the mask of the feminine. And it's like, we're playing the part of what power is rather than having this inner knowing of what we are, how powerful, how powerful we are and our ability to attract and deservingness of receiving all that we crave. Once we get into that vibration, it's a vibration. It's just an embodiment. And that's the the essence of what I teach is not acting um, from this space of like, this is what I want. I'm I'm doing all the things. Um, I think that's sometimes where like the introductory manifestation comes from. It's like doing the affirmations and sitting in the mirror and saying how amazing you are. But Maybe you don't actually feel it. Maybe it actually isn't resonating inside of your body and it's not exuding out of you. So that's the the embodiment piece is what I work through is 
maybe the manifestation isn't working. Okay, why? What about you is actually not fully um, in that? You're not fully immersed in that belief system and it isn't like coming out from inside of you. I love it. And I love what you said about kind of the, I guess I call it the manic manifesting, like trying Mm -hmm. to force something to happen for you or trying to force yourself into being a certain way to attract something. When a lot of people do that there, it's coming from a place that's not authentic to them. Totally. Um, that that happens a lot. The manic manifesting. The manic manifesting. Did you see, I can understand if you said medic or or manic, but I think both kind of, kind of work here. (laughs) Oh, I said manic as in you put a lot of energy into this has to happen. Mm, yeah, this You're is a big thing that I engine upon it when instead of finding the happiness or finding the energy and cultivating the energy you want out of what you want, instead of, you know, allowing. Mm. Yeah, I actually saw like a, a reel or a TikTok the other day that said um, it was like a women empowerment page was saying, you know, I don't, I don't care how unrealistic my, my dreams seem. Like, I will make them, I will achieve them this year. And I don't know, it, it carries like a really uh, positive uh, intention, obviously. But what was kind of irking me was that when we get so attached to, I must achieve this and I must achieve it this year. And unless I do it, I'm not going to feel a sense of completion or accomplishment with, with who I have been this year. And this is transitioning away from the masculine. It's like your worth is less dependent on the things that you do and the achievements that you've had and more on just how you are evolving, the version of you that you're becoming, the the fullness that you feel within yourself, regardless of what you're doing. So this is the the polarity of the two is that the masculine is so obsessed with the doing and the feminine is in the being. I, I already am full. I already am complete just as I am. And when you are in that embodiment, the achievements flow to you naturally. And so it seems so reversed um, and it, it takes a bit to transition. I know for myself, that was a bit of a journey in getting myself to a place like, okay, I have no evidence that I'm successful. I have no evidence that I am good at what I'm doing, but can I still trust that this is pulling me, that I'm feeling drawn to this and there's a universal like divine calling for me to complete this mission? Yes. 2020 made me very intentional about working on my energy and really going after what I, what I truly want. And what I really had to do, I noticed is I had to filter out any, anything questioning me because I, I would question myself on what I wanted, but I really had to be intentional with who I shared my plans with and what I wanted with, because that honestly makes the outcome like, oh, now I really have to have this or you know, just that focusing on the outcome when people say they're going to make this happen. I'm manifesting this. Sometimes when you announce it like that, you're basically putting so much emphasis on the outcome and not who you're becoming. Mm, Absolutely. And it, for me, even when you announce it, yes, there's this bit of like, oh my gosh, I better freaking do this. Like I've just put out into the world. Um, But there's the other piece of like, what if in like a month or two, you realize that's not what you want to do anymore? Um, This is kind of why I get, I don't really support New Year's resolutions because like, how can I be sure that I'm going to want this thing for 365 days straight? Like I am constantly evolving. There's a new version of me that's coming every day. And and I don't know if Halai tomorrow is going to still have this yearning. This is going to still be a priority for me. 
And so allowing the impermanence of this life to unravel and that maybe I have this desire, but that I'm open to seeing what else shows up and what other findings I get that I don't even know yet in this moment. Um, so that's a huge part of receiving is to not be so set on it must work out this way or must get it done this way. You can have a direction, but allow yourself to be in the freedom of, of pivoting consistently because that's when we get to where we didn't even know we needed or, or actually were wanting. Yeah. And if you guys are kind of listening and you're like, what in the world are they talking about? It's when you have certain goals and you're hustling hard to achieve them, but you've probably looked at somebody else and you've also become a different version of yourself to, you know, get a promotion or to, you know, fit in with certain people, but you can look at somebody else and things happen to them with ease. Like they go into the job and they get recognition with ease. Everybody's just talking about how great they are. And you see them moving up the ladder quickly. You see somebody else is getting the things that they want. And you're wondering how in the world is this happening for them and not for me? What Haile is talking about is basically you can become that person that is getting everything you want with ease. Yep. <laughs> I feel like there, there, there's so much of resistance. And maybe if you're listening to this and you're thinking like, yeah, right. Um, yeah. That is a, your own uh, just limiting belief in, in what, how we receive that. That's the essence of what I teach is it can be easy. And if it isn't easy, then maybe you're seeing the wrong path. Like there's a way that things can show up for you without efforting. The universe doesn't want you to be like hustling and grinding and putting your blood, sweat and tears um, truly, like uh, what I always say is your journey to what it is that you're, you're trying to get to has to be pleasurable for you to desire to replicate that. So if you're going to like level two, let's say, and the journey to level two is just so gruesome, why would you even want to go to level three or, or why would you, the universe want you to repeat the pain that it took for you to get there? Because when we achieve something through challenge, We've wired our brain to believe that, oh, well, this is how it works. And if I don't do it like this again, how is it supposed to work? So if we wire ourselves to achieve through pleasure by opening ourselves up to more pleasure, that is how we reach this level of expansion that is so beyond what our effort can do. Because your effort is capped, but your pleasure is truly limitless. Yes, it's usually, and that's what happens is when you're having fun, when you forget about the outcome, that's when you achieve the most. That's when you have the most energy. Mm, yep. I know it's a lot of people. I have a lot of friends, you know, most of us are not getting in serious relationships or getting married, starting families until late thirties, even forties. And what they always say is, you know, when, and you know, I've never been like a big fan of like dating culture, like hustling and then changing who I am to attract the right person. But I've had people say, you know what, when I was, I was dating for a while and I gave up on dating, when I realized I was happy being single, that's when my community came in. And then that's when the romantic partner comes in. If they come, they get what they want when they're happy with what they have. Exactly. Yes. And, and that's the, the, the catch 22 of life is that we think that we need that thing to feel happy, but once you reach that fullness within yourself, and it is possible, it, it's like this 
this undetached um, sense of happiness where it's like, there's nothing that I can like attribute to my happiness other than what's going on inside and the peace that I feel inside. And I, I, that is my desire is for people to get there is to not have their happiness be contingent on the things that are in their life and the accomplishments that they have, because those things disappear. They will, the high of, you know, hitting a benchmark or, you know, planning a wedding, all of that ends. And then what can, are you still chasing the next high or do you feel this like ease and this fullness within that has nothing to do with the things that are happening? Yes. And do you have, I'm wondering, do you have a lot of clients that have achieved the things that they wanted? They've got the career, the family, the part, whatever, they have the house, all the things that they had thought they had wanted and are still not happy. Totally. That I would say that a good chunk of clients that I get are, um, is either direction is either completely burnt out people that are like, what do I do next? I feel like a blank slate, um, or people that are, not even aware of how they're driving themselves to burn out. They're, they're reaching all the success, benchmark after benchmark, promotion after promotion, and they're still just like, I feel kind of dissociated. I, I just don't feel the highs anymore. I'm not even excited about this bonus that I'm about to receive or this um, work trip that I, I've just granted. I've just been granted. Um, so eventually, like, these things that, that initially gave us such a high for accomplishments – are not re- giving that same dose of, of, of drug almost it's a drug for a while. And then eventually we build up a tolerance and it's just not that cool. Not that cool. And then sometimes I think we live in a society where if we get excited about something, I notice with me, if I get, you know, to go on a trip, if I get a certain reward, if they, you know, I don't want to post on social media and I don't want to talk about it because I don't want to come across as bragging. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and, and I see that a lot. Sometimes we, you're talking about shrinking yourself and not embracing the feminine mystique. Talk about shrinking ourselves and not being able to celebrate who we are, what we do, or what we know. Even mm. if, I'm, if I'm explaining something, we were talking about snakes the other day, and I was explaining what di- what differentiates them. Somebody's like, "Oh, you know a lot about snakes, don't you? Or you know a lot about that? Or, why are you so invested in that?" And it's just like I. I just have a lot of information that I want to share with people. It's not yeah. me being condescending. It's just, I want to, we're talking about veils, the history behind veils. I'm like, actually the history behind veils, the reason there's so more of it is because you only wear them at weddings and funerals. Someone's like, oh, you're just anti-veil. And I'm like, no, I'm just talking about the history behind them. And mm. kind of caught the awareness. It's like, oh, if I talk about these fun facts, I'm coming across as like a Sheldon from Big Bang Theory. <laughs> and making people mad <laughs> but it's like a general like wow this actually interests me like I, I've recently discovered this or I have like a, a draw to this interesting okay or um and it, it could definitely depend on the person yeah like maybe yeah. somebody else is insecure for like not having had that same um value to add to the conversation and and within the, the group um, it's so important to recognize like how people are triggered by us and then also how we respond to that. Like if you can see that somebody's triggered by you, does it trigger you back? Like, does that make me uncomfortable that you're uncomfortable or can I leave this here and be like, hmm, looks like you're uncomfortable by that, but I can create this like, again, like a veil of separation where I can witness you within that and not let that be, um, affecting the way that I show up. 
And I think so much of, of just like fully owning, like, yeah, this is me. Even if I have weird fun facts, like that's me. Like I love yeah. fun facts. Own, owning that is going to make you that much more powerful. And I think people stop questioning and don't have space to poke when you're so solid in who you are. And so just like, this is me. Like you can make fun of me, but I, I'm owning it so hard that it's really hard to find that, that point for that person. Yeah. And I find myself coming out with certain versions of myself that I kind of hid away in the past because I wanted to fit in. And I got this card once and it said, don't dim to fit in. I'm like, gosh, I've been doing that my whole life. But also I think when you really do come have a solid sense of self and own your quirks, own your weirdness, and then even brag about the things that you've done. If you won a award trip, if you've won, you know, got recognition at work, if you've got something that you wanted, if your podcast hit 5,000 listeners, it's like, do I, do I talk about this? Do I brag about it? Yeah, I do because I work hard for this. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And if that triggers a different person, uh, that's an awakening for them. And that's, yeah. if you're dimming, not only are you hurting yourself by not fully stepping into the next version of you, but you're awakening inspiration in other people. And if somebody else is, is uncomfortable by your success, like that discomfort is going to awaken them to what it is that they're meant to be doing. Um, and and I, that happened a ton for me when I was just starting out my online business. I was, people made fun of me, like, what are you doing? Who do you think you are? But I, I really do think that in time, those thoughts, even, even if there were judgments, were awakening parts within other people. Like, okay, well, why am I not doing it? Why am I sitting around doing what, what I don't want to do and feeling triggered by somebody else who is stepping into their power? Um, so whether or not it's, um, it's a you thing, you, you actually are creating expansion in the universe when you're stepping into like your highest self and then fully owning that. Yes. And then knowing, just going in and having owning your feelings. So whatever your feelings are, if you feel uncomfortable talking about your accomplishments or your fun facts that you know, or if you feel uncomfortable because somebody else is bragging, it's good to take note of that and find out what is this feeling doing for me? What is this teaching? Absolutely. Again, and that's a big thing I do with my clients. It's that I say, during the container that we have together, if it's like a four month or two months, like, all right, it's not just sessions that is going to help you evolve. Like I want you to pay attention to the entire world as you're experiencing it when we're together during our, our container together, really always, but specifically while things are happening, like pay attention to what triggers you, what pisses you off, like what weird uh, interactions you have or what surprise gifts show up being so in relationship to things that are happening and how you feel about your experiences, that's how you evolve. So I'll have clients like send me voice messages like, okay, I had this weird interaction with my boss and I'm feeling really pissed off right now. Or I'm just like, I need to unload this annoyance. Like if you can give credit to any time, any, any response shows up in your body, say, okay, this is valid. I'm not going to write it off. I'm going to let myself go into this annoyance or go into this hurt frustration you'll find that there's a deeper rooted issue right there. It's blanketed with this very like silly, shallow seeming problem. I um, mean, that's ultimately how I run sessions. Everything is intuitive. And these like little nuances of our life are actually sunken into some core version of ourself that really needs to, to be shattered and, and reopened. Um, so it's really interesting just how we respond to our life and, and how that opens up a much, much uh, thicker cord. 
Yes. And that's really important to hear. I have, if you're listening, go back and rewind it and listen again, because that's going to be really important for the times that we're in right now and the times that are coming up, especially with everything that's going on with Ukraine and the conversation around a possible war and, you know, with gas prices going up and it's just, it's getting really, really polarizing politically. That's not to bring up politics on the air, but if you see a Facebook post or somebody says something and it's like, I don't want to talk about politics. I don't want to talk about that. That gets on my nerves. Think about why it gets on your nerves. Mm. And it's triggering you. And then when you say that somebody else is talking about politics gets on your nerves, you have to ask yourself, why is this bugging me? Is it something, is it showing them that maybe I need to do more research or is it making me feel smaller because they don't necessarily align with me or why don't I align with that? I really think a lot of the world's problems could be solved if we kind of just look within ourselves and figure out why things would trigger us and mm. quick to argue back and assume the other yeah. know what they're talking about. Absolutely. And, and when we are dissociated from our emotions, that the triggering feeling that we feel, um, can get projected onto the other person. We, we notice it's happening in our body and it's within this conversation. So we blindly, and, and this is what happens when we don't understand our emotional body. We're like, oh, well, if I'm feeling this way and I'm talking to you, it must be because of you. Um, when it might not be, you might be feeling triggered for something within them or um, a way that you're showing up or your own inability to communicate something. We, we don't know exactly what that threat is, but recognizing how your body's responding and what that feels like because our, our ability to interpret emotions is really how we can be guided through this life. That's how we can make intuitive decisions and are actually staying in alignment when we are responding to our emotional body. So there's like so many secret answers into our, uh, our emotional responses and triggers that not enough people like to pay attention to. It's like, we want to avoid it, but like literally that is the map to the treasure of this life. <laughs> yes. We're quick to write off our intuition as a world. And mm-hmm. my experience is the more I trust my intuition on things, I feel like my intuition has not really led me astray ever. Definitely not. And if you don't see it in the moment, maybe you see it like a few weeks, few years down the line, but um, the more that you, you practice it, um, it just becomes like, well, I, I can't see it now, but I can let that go. That's actually the point that I feel like I've reached in later years where the answer to my intuition didn't show up. And, and I remember when I was younger being frustrated, like, okay, hello, I listened and I don't see any results. But now it's like you can surrender in the sense of like, well, I, I can't see it right now, but I also am not going to be, you know, checking up on it and observing my, my life, questioning my own decision. I can let it be and wait for the answer to, to show itself. Yeah, and it normally does. Totally. Yeah. yeah. And we'll just go back to this and tap into this. The feminine mystique, I want you to kind of explain in very basic terms what the feminine mystique is and how it relates to what we're talking about right now. Um, well, the, the power. Um, so I specifically go into like feminine magnetism. So it's more, I focus on like the magnetic part of it, that the feminine yeah. itself is kind of like what I'm saying. You don't need to sit down and write out what you want and, and have this very formulaic way of, of engaging with the world. 
being connected to love. So being in your expression of love, what does that really mean? So the embodiment of love, um, that, that the way that you engage with people in your life or every action that you take um, or the, the intention behind the service that you provide is love. So everything is filtered through love. That is the feminine. And when you do that, when you do give from a place of fullness and you create with the intention of love, it's like guaranteed to come right back to you in, in ways that you desire. So if you're in service to what feels good, you are constantly like in this feedback loop of, of getting things that you didn't even know would raise your, your pleasure capacity. Um, and that's, that's the feminine itself is that in order for you to receive more, you have to be ready for bigger levels of pleasure. So you might be used to a life the way that it is. And this is where co- your comfort zone exists that, okay, I feel comfortable with this much happiness. But if you want more, like if you want the next level of, of abundance or, or love or connection in your life, you have to be ready for how much pleasure you need to hold in your body for that reality to come to the physical. You need to be allowing of that pleasure. And this is what people don't always realize that the same way that we're afraid of the unknown that, that could be potentially bad there is that element of unknown in going to this new level of pleasure that we've never experienced. And so our body is naturally scared, unfamiliar, and and can be closed off to that, which is why we we stay the same, which is why we never break past a certain level of income or a certain type of household um, lifestyle, vacation. If you want more, you have to be receiving way more. And that is feminine, her capacity to receive at a greater level and trust that. Um, and, and that's like something that is like a continuous journey in this life. Every time I, I reach a new level, like, oh my gosh, this is so incredible. Um, it gets boring. You know, you, you kind of realize, well, this is now normal and I want more. And in that the transition from what I have to the next level of what I want is sometimes like that, that is like weird purgatory phase of like, okay, I'm ready. I'm ready, but I have no idea what it feels like to get into that level of pleasure. Um, that's something that I experienced this this past year. For me to up level, I, I felt like I had to normalize everything that I received, almost like be greedy with pleasure, because it is perfectly okay by you being in relationship to massive amounts of pleasure. You are awakening other people around you. You are inviting and giving yourself full permission for pleasure to be a priority in this life. And that is my ultimate mission is for everybody to recognize the power of pleasure that just allows you to receive more and that you're freaking allowed to have all the joy that you want. You don't need to settle for just a little bit of that. It's like, oh, this isn't enough. You can have more and it will be scary initially, but you can have more. So that that is the the essence of of the feminine and how we can receive is is through pleasure. Through pleasure. And that's huge because I know that I personally experienced... I was getting ready to go on a trip with some of my friends and I was super nervous about it and I was feeling guilty about it. And I don't know why, because it was summer 2021. It was past the pandemic. And I was like, why am I feeling bad about this? And I was also reading The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks. And I just had this epiphany. I said, okay, my upper limit is, I think there's a limit on how much fun I can have. And I used to think that if I was going to have fun, there had to be alcohol present. I'm not a big drinker. Never really have been someone that liked to 
that enjoy drinking that much. Just I like to have a glass of wine every now and then or a cocktail. But I, you know, had this limiting belief that there had to be alcohol present for something to be fun or that to, for me to be myself, or I had this limiting belief that, okay, you know, I have fun. I have to have all this fun before I get back to the reality later when I can actually have fun at my job just as much as I have fun going on trips, going to the lake, whatever I do for fun. And that is super powerful. What you said about being open to pleasure, because you know, life does not have to be this great challenge. It does, you don't have to limit yourself on how much pleasure and how much you actually want. Mm, it's totally. Just, absolutely. Yeah. And what, what you were saying I, I, is something that I run into so often with, with clients and just them only giving themselves this like container, this capped like space like in this zone I'm allowed to have fun and I'm allowed to enjoy and that's why I have so many clients that will tell me like I always meet like a a lover during my vacations well think of how cool you are you are in this space of flow and ease and your priority is pleasure and so you are in this natural attraction vibration and so why is it that only when you're on vacation that you give yourself the permission to free this version of you it exists if you can tap into that in vacation mode, great, it exists. And you can easily go into that space. So bring that into your regular life. Um, obviously, it might look different at work versus, you know, a, sipping a cocktail at a resort. Yeah. Um, but you, you can bring that, bring that like flow and the, the permission to have joy without waiting for a specific closed container. It's, it's almost like a different type of fun, but you can still have fun while you're having business conversations as far, as far as like, you know, or if you're just going downtown for a night out, listening to good music and, you know, just meeting different people. It's just, why do we put so much guilt on having fun or even hearing, oh, you really, you're really enjoying this, aren't you? Or you really enjoying this conversation I love going on ghost tours or I love, you know, anything museum, anything historical. Someone's like, oh, you really enjoyed that, didn't you? Did you have a truck crush on the tour guide? What, what is that? And I'm like, why, why can't this be fun? Why can't mm. learning be fun? It, it, in school growing up, you thought that learning was a drag, but no, I, I had fun in college lectures talking about business and what my career was going to be. Why, why can't those conversations be fun? Why can't I have fun? learning about something why can't I have fun at my job and Mm. why do I need to put a limit myself on how much fun I can have why do I think that I need to drink to have fun Mm -hmm. so many beliefs in our society around pleasure and having fun and even feeling guilty about it if saying if you want to allow you know abundance in your life that is being selfish but to give your best self to the world, you have to allow yourself to have what you want. A hundred percent. When when you are full in that space, it's like what you are meant to give and the service that you're meant to provide flows out so naturally. It flows out so authentically because our connection to pleasure is our connection to the divine. And when we do that, when we are in that space, it's so easy for things to flow out of us. And what we give to the world actually makes lasting impact. Um, it, what, what you mentioned right there, just with 
maybe like friends questioning like, oh, you really like that or you actually enjoyed that tour or you enjoyed being in that meeting um, is also our capacity to be witnessed in pleasure. And this is um, sometimes where the feminine can get quite hard and maybe from past experience or trauma, we don't allow others to witness us being in pleasure and being in this joy and being able to own that. Like, yeah, I did actually enjoy that. And, and you saw me enjoy that. And it's, it's like this level of vulnerability actually to own that you were in the embodiment of pleasure, but that discomfort that the other person feels and the discomfort that you feel that is part of opening up our capacity to feel pleasure. So it's like you experienced something that was maybe more than what this individual had or what their people are used to seeing in you. And in that moment by owning like, yeah, that actually was a lot of fun for me. I'm surprised. Or like, this is my thing whatever you, you, you feel in that moment opens it. Yeah. And everybody has done differently. So don't totally. know someone else is young. Don't yuck someone. <laughs> that's what they say. <laughs> exactly. And you found it. How cool that you found something that gives you that joy. And like that other person is sitting there with like this same yearning, but not having found it or maybe like closing themselves off to that natural plug of pleasure. Wonderful. This has been so powerful. Yeah, thank you. Amazing questions. Uh, And I ask every guest this, is there, tell us about a book that has changed your life, something that you've read, or it can even be a podcast or TV show, something that told you you want to go in the direction of being a feminine magnetism coach. Yeah, I, I've, I feel like I've read so many random books and, and watched a million things. I was like shoving my brain with a bunch of knowledge as possible. So I will say what, what sticks out to me, at least in this exact moment, is the book um, Existential Kink. That's the one that I feel like really talks about our capacity to experience pleasure. And also that really everything that we do is driven by this like underlying secret pleasure that we have. So I would say that is a really good book if you're wanting to explore this part of the feminine, and it, it opened up a part of my brain and like, whoa, I didn't even know that, that all of this stuff was existing at a, a subconscious level. And once you bring that subconscious to the conscious, it no longer has this power and the grip over you. So that I would recommend a million times over. Existential kink. I think I've got an audible credit. I think I'm going to download that. Yes, I'm, I'm an audible girl as well. So I, I listened to everything. <laughs> I love what you just said. So I'm really loving the value that you're bringing and the message that you're bringing. Would you tell the audience how they can connect with you and how to work with you? Yeah. Um, Instagram is the easiest way to connect with me. I'm like very active with just my, what I have to share for business and also my personal life. So if you want to peep my life here in Costa Rica, I'm very open about what I share there. A beautiful um, life. There. About pleasure. You live in a beautiful <laughs> place and there's monkeys. I'm obsessed with monkeys. and I know. I, I feel like sometimes I need to stop and appreciate the monkeys uh, some more because I forget that the rest of the world doesn't get access to them as easy as I do. Um, so yes, I'll send you some monkey videos when I, when I catch them next. (laughs) I had an emotional experience at the San Diego zoo this year when I saw all the different types of monkeys. I wanted to hold them, but that wasn't allowed. (laughs) Yeah. They used to, when I, when I was in Bali a few years back, there's a, a monkey sanctuary and they used to let you like 
have them come on your shoulders and, and you'd feed them bananas. You can still kind of like pet them, but you, you can't hold them yourself. But that would be a really cool experience for you, I feel like. Yes. Oh, I love monkeys so much. I think it's because mm, I like yeah. to climb on things and did gymnastics growing up. So that Ooh. maybe that's why I connect with them. Definitely sounds like you got some monkey in your, in your past life experience, yeah. probably. <laughs> definitely, definitely some monkey. Definitely some cat, too. House cat. Ah, okay. Just like a really chill house cat. Like, yeah, like, unbothered. Living a really good life. That's a, a quite a meditative life, I feel like, if you have a, a past life in a, as a house cat. <laughs> yeah, and they know what they want. They say dogs keep teach you unconditional love. I think cats teach us a lot about self-love. Okay. I like that. I've never heard that that phrase in that way, but yes, I, I support that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so we got off on a monkey tangent. Go ahead and continue to tell everyone how they can work with you. Yes, my Instagram is really active, so you can DM me there. Um, my application for one-on-one coaching is there. Um, and sometimes I host like just free group coaching for anybody that wants to hop in. So if you just want to feel into what, what my style is and, and how I coach, you can just join one of those I don't have any requirements. You can even just like listen in and post your questions. So they're always a fun space just to see the different types of, of themes that show up because it's really cool how, how people evolve the way that I evolve and the type of clients I attract is always like what I'm ready to, to teach and, and to share with the world at, at each phase of my life. Yes. Well, this has been such a fun conversation. I personally feel super energized by this. And Same. This is such a good start to my morning. <laughs> right? This is a very energizing start to my morning. So thank you so much for connecting with me, for being on the show. And I look forward to working with you some more in the near future. Yeah, thank you so much. It's been fun. You are listening to For Better Self and Net Worth. In this community, we think you'll find your self-worth comes before your net worth and everything else. We also think you were designed to go after the life you want by ditching societal norms, knowing exactly who you are as an individual, and going after your unique purpose here on this earth. Every week, Ella interviews an entrepreneur that designed the life they wanted among the challenges, naysayers, and leaving outside their comfort zone. Or you're going to hear straight from Ella, where she talks about the important lessons she's learned in life and how she's achieved the overall happiness she has. This is Ella, the host for Better Self and Net Worth. Based out of Nashville, Tennessee, she makes every single day an adventure. You'll always find her right here behind the microphone, sharing all her thoughts with all of you. And we appreciate you listening and hope you enjoy this episode.